Is what? it time to admit that the Leafs just aren't very good? Oh! Oh! Ah! 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 Hi, welcome to the Panago Pizza Steve Angle Podcast. Oh, great, man. I'm Jesse Blake. Panago Pizza presents SDP, the Steve Dangle Podcast, with your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. You live generously, life will treat you royally. Well, at least life will. Maybe sports won't. Why not put yourself in a friend of Crown Royal? Because we're going to talk about who wore the crown, where we, with the help of you, recognize one Leaf player each game, each show, who gives it their all for the blue and white, because it's our town, it's our crown, and it's not about what you have, but what you have to give. Let's crown a Leaf that lives generously by giving it all for the team. Brought to you by our friends at Crown Royal. Live generously and life will treat you royally. Let's get into it. And I have to tell you, that would be a lot easier to say if they were winning. Mm-hmm. Now, there are bright spots on this team. Yes. And there are players that are improving yes. over the first 10 games. Yes. With that said, last night, and um, yeah, I think this is our... No, we've had two games. Columbus and last night against Boston. There are two games to pick from. Mm-hmm. There are, based on those two performances, who are you picking? Uh, I want you to go first. Well, my pick's going to be Kasperi Kapanen. Ah. That's why I asked you to go first. Okay. I was picking between two guys, and he was one of them. Okay, well, he's got eight points in seven games, I believe, this season. And this is a guy that did not start well, if I'm not mistaken. Or, wait, since the switch? He's played in more than seven games. Okay, I am wrong. He has three goals, though. He scored his first even strength goal last night. I think it's since the switch. Yeah. He his first even strength goal because his first yeah. two were shorthanded, which also gives him the league lead in shorthanded goals. It hasn't been seven games since the switch, but the guy's got eight points in 11 games for a guy that supposedly struggled and did not score an even strength goal until last night. You know, that. There you go. This is a guy that was taken out of a role that he, he was not meant to be playing anyway. Or, he, sorry, taken out of a role that he was great at. Put in a role he was not meant to be playing in. People crapped on him. He, he made two of the biggest paid stars on the team frustrated. They put him back in his normal role, and oh wow, he's pretty good. He he earned the right to fail, though. Yeah, you know sure. what I mean. He earned. I thought he deserved that spot, and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Oh well. And now he's on the third line and on the penalty kill. He looks fantastic. That's yeah. where he should be. Yep, that's where he should be. We know he can fill in on the top six. Probably shouldn't be there full time, but he's, he's fourth in team scoring. Hilarious! Like he's got a, he's got one more point than Nylander. Yeah, he's he's not the most versatile play, player in the world, but he's good. If Kasperi Kapanen continued to score at this rate, he'd he'd have like sixty seven points. His contract would be a hell of a bargain. Absolute steal. <laughs> yeah. Absolute steal. So this scoring's is, not the problem. No, it's not. And you know what? Same same could be said for Andreas Janssen, another guy that signed a. A good contract based on his skill this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got seven points in 11 games. He's, he's not bad. playing real well. Uh, I want to dump on him for the penalties, which have been an issue going back to his mm-hmm. Marley's days. <laughs> that roughing call was shocking. So what, who would you give the crown to and why? Uh, man, uh, he, he was a throw-in piece. There's no way he's going to fill the shoes he's meant to fill. He's not even a full-time center. And guess what? He's second in the Leafs in goal scoring. <laughs> Alex Kerfoot. Mm-hmm. Alexander Kerfoot. He's got four goals. Isn't that amazing? That's second yeah. on the Leafs in goals. Matthews yeah. has eight. 
Yep. <laughs> yep. But um, Kasperi Kapanen, when he scored the first goal of the game last night, this is from Statsman Stan Narodka from Ice Surfing. When Kapanen scored his third, which was before Kerfoot's fourth, that put Kapanen into a seven-man tie for second on the team in goals. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> seven different people had three. Um, but uh, Kerfoot, holy smokes, that guy can skate. Uh, he can forecheck. He's a gritty little bastard, and he can put the puck in the net for a guy who's not supposed to really be a shooter. I'd like him to be better at the other end of the ice. Uh, he's a guy who maybe needs to work on discipline a bit, but what a pleasant surprise, Alexander Kerfoot. <laughs> Don Cherry. I had to do it. Don, Don, Don Cherry, right. your sentences. It felt <laughs> right. And now we go to Jesse Blake. <laughs> Jesse, go ahead. <laughs> I think Willie would tell you he's feeling way better than he was at this time last year. Probably is. I think he was on a on a beach in Sweden at this time last year. So just being at the rink is a step in the right direction. Did you write that down? I think that quote oh. is from Mike Babcock. Oh. <laughs> Who still talks? Who still talks? Yeah, it's good. I'm always like, "Oh, good, he's talking." Let's give Willie the crown this week. For being here on this continent. <laughs> because last year we couldn't say that. One of the seven guys tied with three goals. <laughs> One of the seven guys tied with three goals. Well, That's a good now. point. Okay. Well, that is who wore the crown for this week. Brought to you by our friends at Crown Royal. Next time the puck drops, why not live generously and why treat, not? treat your Leafs crew royally with a Crown Royal old fashioned? Now, let me ask you this mm. Is it why not? Is that the question? What is the biggest issue in Toronto right now? I'm going to give you two options. Or what is the bigger issue? Is the bigger issue Mike Babcock or is the bigger issue Freddie Anderson? Or traffic. Oh, uh, that one. Yeah. That traffic. one. In, in Toronto, it's probably traffic. Rough thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm more speaking about the Leafs, but I mean, yeah, traffic's oh, an okay. issue we can get okay. into later. Super, yeah. super exciting topic it is, as it is. Yeah, but like they're closing another... Uh, exit at the Gardner, you know? Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Listen, people don't need to get places here. No, no. Yeah. So, so here's what I'm asking. Is Mike Babcock the problem? Or is Freddie Anderson the problem? What's the bigger problem? <sighs> the Leafs' PDO is extremely bad. PDO being uh -huh. the sort of luck stat. It's 983. Mm -hmm. That should turn around... They don't look good. Let me talk like, about. Let me talk. About, let me just talk about a couple teams. Sorry, I'm defensive this morning. That's in, this afternoon. It's we've already afternoon. crossed over. And you know what? That's okay. <laughs> Second straight day I've done that to someone. Here's a couple other teams that are struggling, wobbly out of the gates. Uh huh. Sure. Washington Capitals. Uh huh. Been a bit wobbly. They've they don't look great. Eh? They've been trying a new system, and it's a lot more. Uh, evidently, it's a lot more offense based. And I guess it's led to just, according to Elliot Freeman, it is his 31 thoughts, which came out like an hour ago. Like it's led to just some spectacular goals against because they've allowed they they're just oh yeah it, it's a system they're adjusting to they seem to be working it out but they're not quite there so they hung and Braden. four huh did they win I don't know last night yeah they're also uh, first in their division sure so. totally That's, really <laughs> <yeah>. however <laughs> Braden Holtby and another team that sort of wobbled out of the gate Tampa they've also Bay won four in a row with Andre Vasilevsky yeah. Mm -hmm are both worse off than what Freddie Anderson's seen. Now, there's a goals saved above expectation chart from uh, chartinghockey.ca. You should check it out, Sean Tierney's his site. I'm going to talk to you about just a couple of guys that are doing really, really well right now. 
And thank God Steve made me draft one of them in my fan tracks, uh, uh, Corsi Hockey League. You know what? I don't know a lot, but I, I did get this one right. The most relative to shots face. Basically, it's a look at how goalies are performing relative to shot quality face, not quantity. Uh, Darcy Kemper, third in the league based who, on shot quality. Who knew? Who knew? Like you two did. years ago, I was like, who is this guy? Well, I knew, but I was like, he's not a very good goalie. Markstrom in Vancouver. He's fourth. Mike Smith in Edmonton. Get out. I know. You know why? <laughs> I warned you, Pittsburgh, because we, we, we made fun of Mike Smith on the first Saturday of the season. Shit, and look right. at him. You're right. He uh-huh. is second in goals saved above expectation. And this is several weeks in now. Wow. Number wow. one. Who, can, who is the... Guys, based on... Relative shot quality face saves that that whole thing. Based on that, who do you think is the top performing goalie on this chart? I'm going to say Carter Hutton. Carter Hutton, Jesse. Take a, well, it doesn't matter. Wild stab in the dark. In out of every goalie in the National Hockey League. Yeah, most like starters. Tukarask. <laughs> Amazing that you both said those names, because Carter Hutton. Is fifth and Tukarask is sixth. Doing oh, okay. not too bad. Doing great. Doing uh, really okay. great. Okay. Number one is Mark Andre Fleury. Oh wow, really? And so it's you're... by an almost twenty percent chunk. The guy's doing really, really well. Wow. So you look at how Vegas has done, and usually you look at how a team has done, and a lot of it can be pointed at, and it's not necessarily because of, but a lot of it can be pointed to goaltending. Now, we are obviously, there's a frustration with Mike Babcock that we're going to talk about. And there's been a frustration with Mike Babcock, I would argue, going back to the first Boston series in recent memory, not the 2013 one. But with Freddie Anderson not standing on his head all the time, Mm -hmm. and the Leafs allowing more goals than, technically speaking, they they should, if that evens out, a lot of those problems are solved. Yeah. Yep, sure. Don't give up three goal leads to Montreal. And yeah, like two Michael, goal leads but to that's Washington. a Michael Hutchinson thing. That was Michael Hutchinson. Yeah. He was in net for sure. Mm-hmm. So okay, so then then talk to me, because here's the thing: in the <laughs> they're capable of playing in front of them. Sure, they've they've given them multi goal leads in two of the three games he started. They're capable of playing in front of them. What was it about the Montreal game that caused them to give up four goals in a very short amount of time? And what was it about the Washington game that caused them to give up four goals in a very short amount of time? Mm-hmm. Like, all the only sin I've really seen Michael Hutchison commit, besides that second goal last night in Boston, mm-hmm. um, is he's not a starting goaltender. But for what was expected of him, mm-hmm. for the low bar expected of him, I think he's been okay. Yeah. And I'm not... I I am not... Going to blame it all on him. I'm not going to blame it on him for being put in the worst position possible. He's played well enough, honestly. Uh, who knows? Maybe the Leafs pick up six of six in the three back to back so far on the front half. He hasn't been bad. Well, that Tyson Berry miscue last that was, was terrible horrible and yeah. also he's one of the worst puck handling goalies i think i've so ever seen he's also, he's, also had, he he's also had some rebound control 
Like, there's, yeah, there's most... situations where Boston got, like, four shots off of one shot because yeah. you couldn't control the puck. Including one that got called back because the offside rule is or... really good. Right. <laughs> where that should have definitely been a goal. It's a goal. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It was a Boston goal. Yeah, and that like... was on Hutchison there, I would yep. have said. Yep. Listen, he's not great. But no. <laughs> I think he's been okay. Yeah. I think he's been okay. So, like, okay. Here's what I'm wrestling with, because today I featured that tweet from Don Decision about the Leafs PDO. And what it says, it's a 983. And 983. I don't know what, what does that mean for those of us who are... Well, you're supposed to be around 1,000. Okay. Uh, maybe a little... I feel like it... Well, actually, no. I was going to say, I feel like it's gone up because goal scoring went up last year, but that's not true. Shooting percentage, I think, went up and save percentage went down. Right. So that would still make it about even. Okay. Um, am I allowed to believe in... Analytics and magic at the same time. Sure. Hockey's got is a chaotic game. I don't understand or I don't see why that wouldn't be a problem. Well, it's just because here's the, here's the thing. You look at Buffalo, for instance. We mentioned them earlier. Toronto and Florida are both among the worst teams in the league right now in goals against per 60 minute. Toronto is averaging 3.2 goals against. Mm-hmm. Florida is three. So Bobrovsky's just had a brutal start. You look at a team yeah. like Buffalo, they're allowing goals against per 60 right now, 1.6. <laughs> Now I know it's well, early, but that's enough that's of a, a crazy sample number. size. Yeah. That's to me, that's where the issue lies. Now, you could say it's Freddie Anderson, you could say it's Michael Hutchinson, you could say it's team defense, whatever. But there's an issue there on the defense. Sure. Right? Totally. Um well uh, and here's what I mean about magic. You could watch Buffalo last year in November mm-hmm. and go, This is a PDO bender. This is not magic. Well, seven of those ten games were overtime wins. Yeah. You could look at it definitively and go, this is a hot streak. This is not magic. This will come to an end. I didn't think it would come to as abrupt of an end as I it did. I thought they were in the playoffs for sure. I mean, it looked like it for a while. I thought they'd be able to at least ride that to a playoff spot. I didn't think they'd be one of the bottom three teams in the league after they won 10 straight games. Right. The Islanders were magic last year. People kept calling for the regression to come. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And after a while, I watched that team and I said, no, it isn't. No, And you can go, well, they got sw- swept. Yeah, in round two of the playoffs. <laughs> like, and I, and I would say it was actually a closer series than the four games suggested. So, magic can work in reverse. Poison. It's Poison. I, it was it was the St. Louis Blues of last year. The team seemed poisoned, and there is something they that found feels, the antidote. There is something that feels that way with the Leafs. There is something that feels it's poisoned. Why do you say it's poisoned? What do you what do you think the cause of that is? Where's it coming from? It's like a it's like a car running on the type of gas it shouldn't be. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just I just see a a team. The puck, when it gets in their end, is there to stay. They're constantly blowing assignments. They don't look like... The Boston Bruins, when they hit the ice, look like they just broke out of Arkham Asylum. They are vicious. They try their hardest every shift. And they look like they want to be there. They look like they're excited. They love being Boston Bruins. I just don't see that with the Leafs. Now, here, I want to clear up something I said real quick. Uh, the Blues found the antidote. 
Yeah, the antidote was a new coach, mm-hmm. but it was also Jordan Bennington, league average goaltending. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. slightly above. I league mean, anybody average goaltending. on paper could have seen the St. Louis Blues were a th- three line deep team up front and at least two two deep on the uh, on defense. Like you knew, you can make an album of my greatest hits of of screw ups on this show. But one thing I said that summer was the Blues had the best summer of anyone, and they were, I think, my pick for the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. But then you look at the Leafs and you say anybody who looks at the Leafs on paper sees they have a top six core that can compete with anybody in the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. What's happening? And then maybe they just get together. It's 11 games. The problem know, is Jesse. that, I mean, and thank God they're they're about 500. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're Bettman 500 or five, what. 5-4-2, I don't know what that means. So it's just a little under. Um, well, on one game under... Literal five hundred. It's like it's like being, <laughs> it's like being a five for five. Wait, no, they have six wins, don't they? I don't know. No, five, four, and two. Oh, yeah, I don't know what that means. Elliot Friedman in his column today, <laughs> thirty-one thoughts. Number three was the point, and by the way, of course, the headline had to do with Toronto because mm-hmm. that's clicks, baby. Cool, cool. It is tense in Toronto. You could see the organization was curious how things would transpire without uh, with, that, with an injured John Tavares and his calming influence. They are 1-1-1, one, one, and one, but it simply doesn't look right. In last year's playoffs, during the three games in Toronto, Patrice Bergeron had 35 even-strength minutes and saw Tavares 31 of them. Coach wow. Mike Babcock gave us something fun last Saturday at home against the Bruins. A solid taste of Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews' combo the second most ice time of Matthews' career, and 11-24 against Bergeron at even strength. Bracket. In a rematch Tuesday in Boston, Bruins coach Bruce Cassidy showed he wasn't afraid of keeping it that way. I love the, the, that Mike Babcock made the challenge, but you can see he's not ready to trust this full-time, especially when riddled with the kinds of mistakes that came Monday against Columbus. As of Wednesday, Matthews has taken just 17 defensive zone draws, winning 29% of them, one of which led directly to a Blue Jackets goal on Monday night. The improving Freddie Goche has taken 66, Nick Short 62, and both are at about 60% win rate. You can understand why Babcock is doing it this way. He's got to win games in a much tighter division, and he believes prime time is earned, not given. That's not wrong. But I wonder if these times call for something different. In Winnipeg, Patrick Laine clamored for more responsibility, and the Jets made him a deal. Fine, but we'll take it away if you don't compete hard enough to make it work. Line I got the message, and the early season difference is noticeable. In Edmonton, the ice time for Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid is probably unsustainable, but the two have accepted the challenge, and it is a big reason for the start of the season, which feels much more promising than last. Toronto's cap situation means their top players have to be the drivers, as both Babcock and Matthews indicated after the Boston loss. Is it time to fully unleash them and challenge them to make the necessary improvements without sheltering? And that is, there was a long lead up to that, but that last question I think is really important. And I'd like to kind of get into that. Here's the thing. If, I, how, I know I'm not being very helpful, but. How will, how will, if Austin, because Mike Babcock keeps bringing up Jonathan Taze as, a, as an example for, for, for Austin Matthews. And I'm sorry, I don't, I don't see yeah. that. I don't see that. And I've never seen that. Like, it's a nice idea, but first off, Matthews is a. Like a v- incredible goal scorer, that's what he does. Jonathan he's, Taze, he's the touch of death. Yeah, Jonathan Taze is not that guy, and I don't think that's an insult. It's just he's a different player. Jonathan Taze has so many great qualities: great defensively, sure. great on faceoffs. You know, Stanley Cup winner three times. Like, there's so many things great you can say about Jonathan Taze. But if you're trying to take Austin Matthews and put him in the Jonathan Taze box, 
Are you asking a fish to climb a tree? <laughs> I mean, maybe. I think they're trying to develop him into something it'd be awesome for him to develop into, which is a... Uh, what's wrong with having Patrice Bergeron? <laughs> you know be what great. I mean? It'd be great. Patrice Bergeron, but a better goal scorer. Like, that sounds like the best damn player in the league. But if the player... Right? Cause, and I think it's fun to dream is what Ber- I'm saying. Berkey's right when he says, you know, offense is inspiration, defense is perspiration. And you could see that in the way Matthews plays defense. He's not very good. And you know what? He blows assignments all the time. Doesn't yep. try. And that the spin around pass throughout the through the center after uh, was it Pasternak who uh, oh. baited Matthews around the just, board just, and then just did the spin around goal. pass just right filthy. through the middle. Like that was embarrassing. So and that was replayed a thousand times in the last twelve. So hours. what is it like? Like we look at okay, Leafs can't beat the Bruins or whatever. They um, are the Bruins are like they're not even just in the Leafs' heads; they're a part of their souls. Now. Oh my God, Mike Babcock cannot beat Bruce Cassidy. No, Bruce Cassidy's got his number. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, like that—that's what it is. No, like, but, I just but, no, no. But the, beyond that, forget the Bruins for a second. Yeah. Just, like, listen, the Bruins game is the Bruins game. Those same issues existed in the Columbus game, but, and I'm not talking sure. just about Matthews. That Marner giveaway that led to the Riley Nash goal what? is so unbelievably unacceptable, and mm-hmm. I can see he was responsible for two of the four goals. Yes, he was, because the other one was the penalty shot, which was the yep. end of the game. Yep. Um, you know, Mitch Marner has a bad game. Austin Matthews has a bad game. Often, when players sign big contracts, they come back and they squeeze the t- the stick too tight. I'm thinking the last two prime examples I can think of are Goudreau and Monahan in Calgary. They had a really rough next season because of the pressure that's on you. However, is there? It, at what point do you just go? These are my stars, and I'm going to ride or die with them. Never. Absolutely like, never. Tell me how it I, benefits the Leafs <laughs> to have Nick Shore and Freddie Goche taking defensive zone faceoffs when you're trying to develop Austin Matthews into quote unquote Jonathan Taze. Tell me, you got to let him do it. Tell me how it benefits the Leafs to continue to employ a coach that has shown zero growth over half a decade. So that's my question to you now. No, no growth. He doesn't change. He does what he does. And listen, uh, tactics are a huge part of it. This team doesn't look thrilled playing for Mike Babcock. And everyone goes, oh, well, Ken Hitchcock was like that. But, you know, people didn't like playing for him. People didn't like playing for Scotty Bowman. How dare you? <laughs> We're not talking about the same people. Scotty like, Bowman's the winningest coach of all time. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, do we think Craig Berube is the most brilliant coach in the entire National Hockey League? Or do we think he got one of the best teams on paper to play like it? Rod Br- Just Rob make him feel good. Look at Rob Rendemore. Make him feel good. Make him excited to show up to the rink every day. Make them want to impress you. Make them want to impress you. Not be afraid of letting you down. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. It's it's there, there's two management styles in the world, right? Or there no. Is the, the no no no. Leave it. Stay there. Stay on that for a second. No no. I the management had it. styles. I almost had it. It's the, the there. Are, I actually researched this. There are management styles that inspire, mm-hmm. and there are management styles that scare. Mm-hmm. S- the scare sc- style can get people to eighty or ninety percent, but it will actually over time erode down to like further and further down because the the message loses its value. And the effort, their roster is getting better, and the effort is getting worse. If you inspire humans yeah. it's just the way we work if you're an inspirational leader harder to do you can actually get more out of people that's a proven fact i i misspoke look at rod brindamore yeah carolina craig berube rod brindamore 
Those players are afraid of letting them down. Mike Babcock, they're afraid of fucking up. If you mess up, you're done. You, I'm going to be taken away from the guy who I want to play with. If you're Jason Spezza, you're out of the lineup. Your career's over, for God's sake. Babcock is a career ender for guys at the end of their career. Unless your name is Patrick Marlowe. Then you get sent to San Jose and your career is rejuvenated anyway. You contemplated this during your LFR, what was it, uh, the Columbus one? And you, you I'm asked... so sore, by the way, from the plumber bit. <laughs> I, like, I like tore my body apart. Right. Um, and the question when people think about firing Mike Babcock is always, okay, but what do you replace him with? Because all, all of the answers to that question aren't ideal. It's not Keith. It's not any of the assistants. It's not anywhere from the outside. So, why are you changing him if there's no if there's no better resolution? Well, what I said in the previous video is, well, what are you going to do? You're going to risk screwing up the development system and the NHL team by throwing Sheldon Keith into that rule. And I was talking to Jason York about it, um, and I go, you know, I said the same thing. Mm-hmm. I go, I go, how how are you going to? screw up your AHL team and your NHL team. Like, when was the last time a team called up their AHL coach midseason and had any kind of success? And he goes, Pittsburgh. Yeah. And I go, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe if it's obvious, it's obvious. <laughs> maybe if it's if the path is clear, the path is clear. Dude, April we knew Kyle Dubas didn't want this coach anymore. What are we doing? Are we sure about that? Yeah, we yeah, are. That, yeah. Like, so come the story, on. Like, the story from the inside the organization, from what I've heard anyway, yeah. is that Kyle Dubas, And Carlton told you this. Carlton the Bear. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I'm just, I gave up. I gave sorry. Up yeah, yeah. We, should, we can't give, Damn we it. give it up. We'll sources. edit it out. The story that, that we were told that this is not... <laughs> by the way, this is not a, a not published rumor. Yeah. Story was... We saw the video. Dubas went to management... In some sort of capacity, upper management and said, uh, we got to make a change here. And they said, no, uh, this guy's got four years left on his deal. He is a winning coach. We've made the playoffs the last three years. Um, we got to give it one more. Ooh. Oh, so that's the bar. So the, no, no. so the bar is finally what we always accused the Leafs of wanting uh, years ago. Making the playoffs is fine. I think what they thought was it? this could what the argument could have been on the other side is mm-hmm. listen, it's two game sevens. They lost two game sevens. Okay. If puck bounces another way, you play a little harder yeah. for twenty minutes, it's a different story. It's a different story. Jake Gardner yeah. doesn't lose his fucking mind. Nazi Nazi Kadri Kadri doesn't, doesn't be a fucking mind. idiot. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Think about all the things that had to go wrong for the Leafs to lose those series. It's hockey. If you Freddie want... Anderson forgets how to goaltend in the it, first the first round, it's yeah. hockey. It's hockey. Steve if you want on the perfect the scenario, you're, you're never going to get it. I get that. I get that. But I can see how, from a lease management perspective, if you're looking at this and you're going, okay, hold on a second. I know everyone's hot, but two game sevens, I can understand that point of view. Listen, and that's why you have upper management yes. to temper things. Sure. Yes. And it I don't disagree with it. hasn't stopped Bruce Boudreaux from getting fired. I don't disagree with it. But I think, I think at the 20-game mark... If this continues, by the way, I believe the Leafs in 2019, that I think I might have said this last episode, are about 500. It's something like 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 22 or 25, 22, and something. It's th- January through right now. Yeah. In terms of that's a fi- yeah. to me, that's fireable. Yeah, that's 100 well, percent fireable. And you can go like I'm. I'm sorry. No. Um. Like Gardner got hurt. 
and Dermot got hurt. Like, holy shit, should Dermot be asking for $10 million? Because apparently this guy is the most valuable player on the team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, for, for real. It's they're not good enough, Adam. They're they're not good enough, and they're eroding over time, like you well, said. I, I look at the I the look at it like shit. this. They Nick Shore is probably not going to be a Leaf next year, right? Might not be a Leaf next week. Um, yeah. Why is Nick Shore taking sixty defensive zone faceoffs? To me, it's still a development. There's still development, and I know Mike Babcock's probably trying to win games and that sort of thing. But if I'm looking at the the division, by the time Matthews is the same age as Marshan and Bergeron. Those guys are going to be probably on the real back end of their careers. Marshan wasn't Marshan until he was in his mid to late 20s. Right. Mm-hmm. So these guys, like Matthews, until yeah. until this season, Matthews was the youngest player on the team for Mar- three years. Marshan's breakout year was the was 2016-17. It was yes. the World Cup. One of the best things about Sidney Crosby is that every offseason, he takes something different. He focuses on that, and he comes back the next year, and yeah. he nails it. Uh, Sidney Crosby had like twelve off seasons to focus on different things. Matthews has had like two. Yeah, you got to give these guys time to develop. And I think it's a huge mistake to take them out of situations where they're going to fail because sometimes you need to fail until you succeed. Mm-hmm. And I, I like when you skate when you first start skating, Steve. You first started playing. <laughs> what happened to you when you first started skating regularly? I uh, fell down and hurt myself a lot, and then I realized the importance of shin and elbow pads. Greed. Okay, so you put your shit and elbow pads on. You kept skating. You put what them happened? on the wrong way. Put them on the wrong way. And then a professional way, hockey player yes. had to tell him he had to, he, they were yeah. on the wrong way. That's, That's a thing true. that literally happened. Very few <laughs> NHL players will tell you, but Mark Savard did. Yeah. Um, I wonder how many saw it first and went, look at this fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> I think Savvy's one of those guys who's like really weird about equipment, too. Oh, he is. Yeah, he has like, a YouTube channel about it. He's weird yeah. about that, yeah. <laughs> Used to. Now he's an assistant oh, coach, you yes, see. Yes, yes, but sorry. But <laughs> but uh but I, I think my point in this is that at a certain point, you your stars are who you who they are. You've signed them. Now it's time to just go, this is this is the role. Do it. Get better at it. Mm-hmm. Who's and, his team's captain? And why are we line matching on when when it's with with if the choice is Austin Matthews and Nick Shore? Who am I giving the defensive zone? Are you talking to? about overtime? No, well, or we'll just get in to general? the overtime. <laughs> okay. But why? Why is Nick Shore getting a defensive zone face-off when Austin Matthews could be in there learning? Because Babcock's in charge. He's in charge. And why are we, for that record, since Jesse brings it up, why are we line matching in overtime? Why, oh fuck! Why are we allowing? Oh my god! Like three on threes hockey. Why are we? Holy! Allowing another team. To put their best players out, especially Columbus, and we're gonna literally letting them dictate the play. We're not gonna try to defend. We're gonna try to defend that something we're bad at instead of just going Matthews, Marner, Riley, and then following it up with Nylander, Barry, Kapanen. Like you can't. Columbus can't touch that. The Leafs have burners. We can talk about like blown defensive assignments and responsible. Three on three is wee. Yes, and the Leafs have. God knows how many lines of three on three we. You throw up four four or three forwards. It's not the same fucking thing. It's ridiculous, silly fun time. It is a hair above the shootout. If you're making a case to fire Mike Babcock, you probably put that at the top, and then you probably put Matthews's game seven ice time next to that. I put and I put in Mike Babcock's entire game seven. Yeah. It was the worst game. Sid six zero made such a good point, he and I agree with it. Cassidy he said. Again. He said. Mike Babcock has coached his last game in Toronto. <laughs> yeah. And he should have. 
that should have been probably it because when you get out coached like that, when you get out coached like that, and Boston fans, you guys know, you saw it. You guys walked all over. Like it was just, un- it was not even fair. And I just look at it and think, how can you possibly, like I get that the Leafs have bad PDO. I get that Freddie Anderson hasn't been up to snuff. I get that they've had back-to-backs. I get all that. Sure. You know what good teams do? They win. You know what Tampa Bay does or, or did last season? They fucking won, at least in the regular season. Let's start with that. Forget the playoffs. How about we how about we just jockey ourselves into winning two out of three of every game? You know, that's that's the pro- the problem I have. And if if we get to game twenty and if there's like if this if this continues, which it can't, mm-hmm. and they're five they're five hundred at game twenty, there has to be a change. But then the question becomes who, what, how? Yeah. Who are you well, gonna change? Well, who's who's gonna take over? Sometimes I think like We've talked about this before. We've mocked this before. I'm not totally sure it matters that much. I think it just can't be this guy anymore. Change for the sake of change? Change for the sake of change, but like that's what every coach hiring and firing has been forever. It's a reset. You hopefully get someone in there who the players actually want to play for. And I bet that would be Sheldon Keefe. The Marlies are friends. Uh, Yeah. Pat Quinn. They won for him. Pat Quinn was a was a Vancouver Canucks, Canucks coach in the early 90s when they were very good. And he was a Leafs coach in the late 90s when they were very good. He was Pat, not... Pat Quinn was one of the worst line-matching coaches ever. He, he wasn't a brilliant tactician. In fact, they used to say his, yeah. his assistant, Rick Lee, knew that the, the people around him, and this is just what I've heard, have said, and I know people that were a part of that staff, and they said... There were very few people we knew that knew less about hockey than Rick Lee. <laughs> that's, that's aggressive. aggressive. That's super aggressive <laughs> statement. But Rick Lee and Mike ba- or my, Rick Lee and Pat Quinn were friends, and Rick Lee obviously knew something about hockey. He was an assistant coach, obviously. But Mike, but Pat Quinn didn't want young guys. All the young guys were shipped out. Brought in these veteran guys who were already fully developed, and that was a problem. However. What he did was, here are my stars, I'm going to let them play, and my job is to motivate them. Who won best, uh, remember the they did that player poll, who's best assistant coach in the NHL? And they said DJ Smith? DJ Smith. Did he? Who was extraordinarily not the best assistant coach no, he's in just the, the NHL. They, they liked him. You don't think that was a shot across the bow? <laughs> We're going to pick this right... We're going to pick this. DJ Smith makes his players feel good. They like him. They don't like this guy. They don't. You're never going to get the best out of your team with Mike Babcock as your head coach. Not in 2019. That's that crazy. was 10 years ago. Detroit, his last cup was 10 years ago. Detroit fans are going, oh, we told you. <laughs> yep. And there were things that Mike Babcock did at the beginning to help change the culture yep. that he, were, were great. He played his role. He played his role. We're done. Is the role played out? Yeah, it's like it's like uh, old John Tortorella, where he used to be three years and done, and then he evolved. Look at John Tortorella still in the game, and like his players will die for him. They love him. Mm-hmm. It's changed. It's different. He's evolved. Babcock, it's just it's not it's not the same. But you wouldn't make the firing today. Sure, I would. Sure I think you better listen if you're going to pitch that to Brendan Shanahan. You better be sure. Right, and so this is where he already has. I, I get it. It's Brennan's mistake. So here's man. here's where it all falls on Kyle because Kyle <laughs> had the the Wonderkin label 
the second they hired him, he had a great draft in 2015 with Mark Hunter. You can debate who had control of what, but they did it together and they did a great job. Um, he's had great, great picks with, um, I mean, I mm-hmm. think Dave Morrison deserves some credit for that. For sure. There's like, you know, the Sanding pick was great. The Muzzin trade has turned out to be awesome. Yeah. Really, truly. Um, the Barry trade, I still think will work out. It's just, you got to use the guy properly. He's not on the fucking power play. I know, I know. Like, but, but beyond all that, there's been two bad negotiations. There've been two, yeah, that. two really rough negotiations. Yeah. yeah, I, I don't think I, I, I think with Matthews they paid him what they should have. I think with Marner they absolutely, I think, I think the agent won, and I think, I think he did. I think he just did. Mm-hmm. But the reality of the situation is, if this is a thing that that Kyle Dubas wants to do, the clock starts ticking on him the second Mike Babcock goes. I don't think he cares. He shouldn't. But I'm just saying, if he doesn't have success this year and doesn't have success next year, Dubas will also be gone. Yeah. You got to stake your career on something. That's fine. And and if he brings in a coach that works out, he's bought himself God knows how many more yeah, years. Yeah, 100%. And if they win the cup, he gets a statue. Bought I get him the it. rest of his life. I'm just like... <laughs> yeah. And it's it I but I am saying those are the stakes here, right? Mm-hmm. That's Not, fine. But the, the power structure is all fucked. The power structure is all fucked. Like, I don't... Like, John Tavares is the captain, mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. wonderful. D- who's in charge of the Boston Bruins? Who's their leader? Uh, Patrice Bergeron. Patrice Bergeron, Daniel Chara, Chara that whole top line. That, that's who runs the Boston Bruins. Sure. And what Babcock does, night in, night out, he is in charge. He's still the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm. John Tavares wears that C. It's It's like a... It's a Letterman jacket. Like Mike Babcock is the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs. The C is for show. The A's are for show. Uh, Dubis wanted to fire that coach. Wasn't allowed to. So what? What is he? Special assistant to the president. The power structure's fucked. Let the GM GM. Let the captain captain, and get them a coach they want to play for. That's that's what it is, right? Like, when I am out of shit to say, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. When I'm out of stuff to say, it's it's obvious. It's been obvious. Make a change. Make a change. Unless none of us know anything about hockey and this rocks roster actually sucks on paper or you know, something. You, you know, it's interesting. The first time I felt the way I feel now watching the Leafs was January 2017. And if you remember, that was going into, I believe, it was it 2018? Going into the first Boston series, whenever that would have been. 2018. 2018. They had played, you know, they, they had gotten into the playoffs uh, the year before against uh, Washington. They were kind of everybody's favorite young team. Like, everybody's like, hey, go Leafs. That's great. Good for yep. you. Uh, and then, you know, they had come out and, you know, had bizarre games against New York, whether it was like 8-5 or whatever. It was the home opener. And, yeah, <laughs> craziness. Um, and then all of a sudden in January... There's this lockdown thing, and I can remember doing our it's show. Mm-hmm. And yeah, December. was it December? And oh, then we started. Adam, how could I forget? We started watching. We're like, this is fucking boring. Yeah, because the captain hockey. told him. Yeah, because yeah, the captain said the puck only goes through Roman Polak, and he only slap passes it up the ice yeah. for an icing. That's what Captain Mike said. And then last year they start on fire again. It's like, whoa, look at this. This is fun. And then again. They they go from January to March in that first year, boring as shit. Then they got to play Boston and they got to pull themselves out of that funk. Last year, same thing. January to March, April, 
boring as shit, not looking particularly strong. Oh, they're missing Jake Gardner. Well, I, you're right, Steve. Maybe they should have paid Jake Gardner Mitch money, Mitch Marner money. Dude, well, dude, like if you want an excuse, you'll always find one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like there's always going to be injuries. The schedule is always going to suck. Uh, you know, you're always going to have back-to-backs. You're always going to have tough months like this. I'm sorry. Like Travis Dermott being out of the lineup should not yard sale your season. Uh, yeah, Gardner was hurt too. Well, it, you know, it's tight. And it was to all... Fucking, I don't care. I don't care. They had a playoff spot lacked up in January. It wasn't that tough. No. Don't care. <laughs> the same playoff spot they're in right now, by the way. Oh, are they still in third? Yeah. Somehow. Still in third. Af- behind Boston. They'd play Boston in the first round. They wouldn't have home ice. Same thing. And they'd yeah. lose again. Well, at 100%. this point, yeah. 100%. They, they yeah. get out coached again. Yeah. Bruce Cassidy fucking knows. He does. Full marks. I'm just... I'm just at the point now. We haven't now, even complained about officiating. I'm trying to think about other things. I'm trying to look about. I, I don't want to complain about officiating. I'm no. done complaining no. about officiating. Uh, play around that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to talk we about know what. It's be you want an excuse? I'll always find one. Yeah. And Boston, forget the Boston game. Look at the Columbus game. Terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Against a not good team. It was and the two strip. goals on two shots, was it not? Yeah. Yes. And they're, like, and they're big. What get, was, but, what was Freddie supposed to do on either of them? Then that's the defense in front of him. Yeah. You know, it's it's ridiculous. That's and, why I'm not worried about Freddie. Freddie's letting <laughs> a couple stinkers, but like the goalies do. Yeah. Goalies do sometimes. Um, you can't have a zero save percentage. No. Nothing. No. But like, what on earth was Mitch doing? What on earth was Austin doing? And mm-hmm. also Martin Marincin. Well, on, how are you getting bullied by goal. a guy half your size, Martin? Do you see like, the uh, Yakovo tweet? Uh, no. Oh, with him standing on the red line? <laughs> what, I tweeted what him. To, what happened? Cam Atkinson skated across the crease, and what he did was he sort of like grabbed Marinson by the hip and dragged him backwards. Marinson applies no resistance whatsoever, so he's just in the net. He's the goalie now. <laughs> And Freddie can't do anything. Can you show and me everyone's that? talking I'm, about I'm pulling it up right now. Everyone it's was talking mo- about Matthews blowing thing. his assignment on Dubois, which he did, but <laughs> he's playing against a guy with no goalie pats. <laughs> and it made matters much easier. Yo, what are you Look at that! Sorry, wow. Look at that! And there's Matthews not catching up with Dubois, but like what What's 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 Anderson supposed to do there? He can't move. If Marinchin was wearing another jersey, it'd be goalie interference. Yeah. <laughs> And you could you could argue it was because I don't know Atkinson's the one who pulled him in. For God's sake, apply some resistance with your skates. Yeah, uh, I think that, that we got to turn the page on Martin Marincin. Yeah, that's a dubious one. Yeah, it is. I don't care how cheap he is and how useful he is at certain things. Stop it. Knock it. Kevin Gravel played one game in a loss, and I was like, yeah, no, better, for sure. <laughs> You know? Yeah, it was great. And I've been a Marty apologist since he got here. When they finished last. <laughs> yeah. Was he second longest tenured Leaf? Yeah, probably. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It, or in, in the Leafs organization. That, that's the, like, there's there's so much not going right. But, but here's the question then. So the Leafs fire Mike Babcock and they bring in a coach. Mm-hmm. Is that coach going to be able to coach? I think so. I think so. Won't allow the GM to GM. Will the coach coach? God, I hope so. I hope so. I don't know. We'll see. Like no, like no. Is Kyle Dubas going to step in and go? No, find a use for Marty Marincin. Oh, good point. Well, see if it's Keith, right? Who they bring in? I think he would, because I think he likes Marty, because he won a championship with Marty. 
So maybe he will be able to use him differently. Maybe Marty doesn't feel as fucking under pressure as as he like Martin Marinci was dominant in the AHL. He scored. He a should goal. be at least okay in the NHL. Yeah, like I know, I know it's the minors and it's not the same. TJ Brennan put up like seventy five points, sure, or yeah. something like that. I know it's. But not there were the same. fundamental things about Marinci's game. You were like, I could see that working at the NHL level. But I f- it feels like when he's up there, he's like, I am afraid to make a mistake. He can't handle the puck. Like, you talk about gripping your stick. He's like Goro from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Four hands on the stick and just <laughs> crushing the thing into splinters. Martin Marincin handling the puck is shocking. <laughs> it's really bad. Uh... And I mean that that just can't happen. That just that's, <laughs> that that picture is the funniest thing I've seen in a long yeah. time. It's pretty funny. And Cam Atkinson was on a roll because he did that, and he also yeah. when the net came off, he put it back on. Yeah. And if, I a saw a few people too. tweeting like, "Is that allowed?" I don't think that's allowed. And I'm like, "That should be allowed." It, it is allowed. Is it? Yeah. Good. If, if, that should 100 be allowed. If the net comes off and it doesn't disrupt play and it's put back on, play doesn't have to stop. That's a hilarious. referee can put it back on. A player can put it back on. As long as it's not affecting the play, it can be readjusted and put well, back on. And Atkinson's taking himself out of the play yeah. to do it. Yeah. So, it, it was awesome. It's, yeah, that's pretty good. The pair, by the way, um, for Keefe was Marinch and Hall. So, I mean, another uh, pair we know he likes very much is Lilligren and Sandine. Yep. 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 I, I, I You mean, know what? Like, I, It's been one video and I've already changed my mind. Like, make it Keefe. Make it Keefe like you always meant to. Mm-hmm. Life's too short. Follow your gut. But, well, <laughs> like, like, if he's not allowed to, there's, but I think at game 20, you got to make that call. You're 25% of the way through the season. you gotta, you, you got to figure out where you're going to be. But I want to know what the excuse will be so, at game 20. But we're also... What, they're going to look different in nine games? Is th- they haven't looked different the entire calendar year. I agree. I think they're on a Two the years! Yeah. Three! They're not going to look different in nine games! But then you could still say, well, listen, they're still in the playoff spot. Great. Then they'll make the playoffs again. Good. <laughs> now, what if I said to you, the Caps lost a lot of a lot of playoff series that they should have won? Game seven. Yeah, yeah a lot of now, second a lot of, rounds. A lot of learning I would kill for that opportunity. Well, if they played Pittsburgh in the first round, they'd have lost the first round. Well, they didn't. If I had wheels, it'd be a wagon. <laughs> Get wings, it'd be a bird. Yeah, if I had wings, it'd be a bird. You want to find, <laughs> you want to find an excuse? You'll always find one. Let's let's spin the wheel, Leafs. <laughs> Fucking, you can afford it. Let's let's go. Let's make a big wheel. Hand out replica wheels at your games because you're not handing out fucking rings. Just spin the wheel and we'll find something. But I, I agree with you. This this team does not look like they're having fun, and they are sure not fun to watch. If the game is for the fans. This is not a fun team to watch. No, so you know what you do is um, you give them uh, uh, seven out of 13 Saturdays between the beginning of the season and New Year's Eve. Um, Only seven you give to the starter. The other six... National TV That's Hockey Night in Canada, that, you give to the backup. Is that, the, is that what we have on back-to-back? Yep. Yeah. That's not the schedule. Nope. Mm-mm. The strategy is backup, play second half of the back-to-back when the team is most vulnerable, they're putting their most vulnerable player. Mm. Michael Hutchison is the most vulnerable player the Leafs have on their roster. And 
14 times this season, they're fucking him. What if... They're completely screwing him. I understand the reasoning behind... 28 points. They're yard sailing. I understand... Hold on. 27 because he managed to get one against Montreal, blowing a three-goal lead. But I understand what... I understand the point of view Mm -hmm. where it's like, just secure the two points. However... How'd that go? The issue I'm having is that... We're back to 28. They surrendered a point, so... The issue I have with that is that it seems like on their second night off, it sort of gives them like a, well, we got the two points. It's sort it's of a like, loser's it's attitude. Sort of a, yeah, it's sort of like a... And, and if you had Freddie Anderson and Nett, maybe the mental tired, or maybe the physical tiredness that you feel, at least with Freddie making some big saves, makes you go, okay, you know what? I can bring it up for 20 more minutes. How much do you blame Dubas for not just getting a better backup goalie? Where you have confidence in it. How? Not, why didn't he address this issue in July? Well, Ooh. I mean, you could say the same for Ray Shiro as a starter. I don't think there are a lot of good goalies. I don't think there are. I just don't know. I mean, listen, he tried with Michael Neuverth, right? He did mm-hmm. bring him in. They've got some some guys in the minors that are looking better and better. Yeah. Uh, Wool and uh, and Kaskiswo apparently look looks looking good as yep. well. I mean, I would give him a shot, but they don't want to. They Kaskiswo? don't want to. Yeah. They want to crater his confidence. I I just. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can blame him for that for sure. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what the options were. Yeah, they don't have like, any money. They, they 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 signed Mitch Marner to like the dollar of what they could afford. Yeah, it's insane. I it's, have to go to well, the So you do your thing. No, they had to build the roster around his fucking junior number. It's absolutely insane. Steve. No, the the like Columbus went out and got Elvis, whatever his name is, uh, Stoiko. Stoiko. They yeah. went out and got Elvis Stoiko. It's <laughs> they could have gone to Europe and probably gotten someone. You can't attract a solid European goaltender for league minimum. So I, I'm not. Uh, it would have been great if you went out and got another backup. But How much money have you raised for East Seal so far? Are we doing this? How much money have you raised so far? Uh, Thirty-one thousand six hundred, I think. And what's the goal? Fifty thousand. What does everybody who's been donating so far? They've been getting video shoutouts. That's been pretty cool. Yeah, has it spiked donations? Hugely. Yeah, bigly, uh, big time. <laughs> uh, I was. Um, I can't remember what I was at, but it was ironically when Mitch Marner, or I thought Mitch Marner, scored the overtime winner against Boston on Saturday. I said, everyone who donates sixteen dollars, I'll I'll shout out in the video because previously it was a hundred dollars because I just. Wanted some big donations. It's a and, lot. And people donated, but it is a lot, right? So you're sort of limiting the amount of people who can who can be included. Uh, but I got, I woke up to 140 emails the next morning. <laughs> Which is a lot of people. Well, and it was like people donated 16, uh, 16, 69, uh, 44 because it was Riley, mm-hmm. 100. A couple people have donated $108.93 because awesome. Leaf fans are petty as shit. <laughs> Um, it's, uh, no, it's been amazing. And we're, uh, the team I think is at 38,000. So my personal goal is 50,000 and the teams is 50. I'm hoping I hit 50 and I can change the teams to something bigger than that. Yes. So yeah, yeah, you have the same goal as the team. So yeah, but we could reach the team goal and you not reach 50, but I should probably change it to 60. We'll probably get something. Yeah. Yeah. I hope. Or 50. Fifty five. Six ninety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, Adam's over a thousand now, and nice. you're over two. I mean, yeah, I'm at two something. Yeah. TJ's doing well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rachel's Raiders coming through. Right. Yeah. Are also, you so? And if sure. you are the top donator, you get like a trophy or something, right? Yes. Individually. It's a replica Stanley Cup. Is it really? Yeah. That's awesome. And, and I want to, I want to have like a day with the cup. 
but I got to win it first. Yeah. So you, gotta so you get you get one for yourself. It's not the same one as like the Stanley Cup. No, it's the same one. It's the same one. Okay. It's, and you get it every year. Yeah I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'd probably literally just have to be like, can I borrow it for a video? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I want to win it. I want to earn it. Um, Easter Seals, one last thing for the Eric Lindros Celebrity Hockey Classic. So that's in Whitby. That is, November 14th is the draft party. November 15th is the day of the tournament. So that is Thursday, Friday. We still need one team. We need a team. You and your friends register. It's a $1,500 uh, registration, and you all have to raise a minimum of $400. So get 15 of your friends and raise 7500 bucks. That's all you got to do. Between 15 of you, you can do it. We need one team. One team. Can you be that team? Get your friends together, your coworkers, talk to your company, do whatever you got to do, but we need one more team for the Eric Lindros Celebrity Hockey Classic uh, coming up in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to shout out the person that donated $420.69. Anonymously, <laughs> nice. uh, Anonymously, I have no idea who you are. But thank you. Amazing. Thank you very much. Really appreciate that. Mike Babcock. I am at, uh, I'm officially at 25% of my goal. So um, 1888 or something like that. But basically I'm trying to reach 69, 69.69. Well, you're almost at 2,000. Almost at 2,000, which is what I raised last year total. So that's that's awesome. Hell yeah. uh, let's keep it going if we can. Uh, just want to, you know, obviously the these, uh, Steve talked about it all the time, but these go to, to families that cannot afford this stuff. And as mm-hmm. you know, this stuff is not... Uh, not an not easy cheap. expenditure for most households. No. And I, I think I've been wrong, and I need to look up the actual prices of wheelchairs because someone contacted me that their wheelchair cost twenty two thousand dollars. Whoa! I thought it was like three thousand. Uh, that must be like I did too. So I, th- I've made a mistake. I wow. there's lots of different kinds of wheelchairs, sure. right? So maybe I was. Maybe theirs is more high end for what they or needed. something or it's, it's yeah, what they higher need is what I, what I should have said. Um, it's extraordinarily expensive and the camp experiences and all that. And I will say this, the team that raises the most money gets the first pick. The first pick is always Eric Lindros. I want Eric Lindros on my team. And even though I'm the top donor right now, the highest fundraising team last year raised 50 grand. So we got to get there. We got to get there. We got to have Lindros. He always wears the Flyers jersey. I want to see if I can get him in blue and white. Oh, let's get him in a Leafs jersey. Oh. Let's get him in a Leafs jersey, damn yeah. it. Yeah, Leafs great, Eric let's Lindros. Do it. Second best 88 ever. He'll have to call Nealander right for permission to wear it. William Nealander. <laughs> <laughs> He's the second highest scoring 88. Yeah. And let's uh, let's also mention this while we're on uh, we're on fun subjects. Uh, if you want to play in a fun tournament, uh, leovegas.net, you can uh, sign up and play hockey with Matt Sandin as well. So, there Steve, you go. well, and and Steve Steve's playing that weekend, too. Well, I hope. So the, the Lindros <laughs> tournament uh, with Easter Seals is the Friday. The Matt Sundin one is that weekend. So, Steve, you might be playing with Eric and, and Matt. If I am physically able, I will play. So LeoVegas.net. <laughs> LeoVegas.net. It's on the homepage. There's a rotator on the homepage. Just click the Matt Sundin link. You can sign yourself up there. It's easy. Easy, easy, easy. Now, um, the debt, the Jets. The, are, the Jets are so desperate for de- defense. Ooh. How desperate, Adam? I'll tell you. How desperate? <laughs> Lucas Spiza was claimed on waivers off, off the ducks by the Jets today. The Swister mister. Don't tell me that the Jets wouldn't be interested in Cody Ceci. That was the first thing I thought because it is always, always, always about the Toronto Maple Sure, but we are kind of a Leaf-focused podcast. So. Uh, I don't remember who tweeted it, but imagine thinking you're about to play in Anaheim. And you get claimed by Winnipeg. 
At least he's going to play. Uh, yeah, he was going to play in Anaheim. Oh, was he? That's why they signed him. Oh. So this, this, to my knowledge, so he was a free agent. Is that what it was? Yeah, so he was signed and had to clear waivers. Why do they have to do that? I don't know. Can't you just sign with the team? I know Nabokov had to do that a few years ago. and had to, yep. well, He wanted to be in Detroit and end up with the Islanders. Islanders, yes. That's bullshit. Why? I don't know what that rule is, but it's stupid. I don't. That's a it's stupid ass. It's role. probably to prevent certain types of shenanigans. I I can't what? think of what exactly. Like I don't know. Like Did, with like, all the shenaniganery in the NHL, they're worried about that, that. fringe guys. Yeah. Fucking fringe guy. Nabokov was a fringe guy at that point. Yeah, and he wasn't great. Spiza was a, is a fringe guy, and they're worried Super about shenanigans fringe. from guys that make seven hundred k. Come on. Spiza, a right-handed. Sh- uh, is he right-handed? Sean? I can't remember. Uh, like Corbinian Holzer is still on that team. Mm-hmm. I know, yeah, right? One of the like, longest on the ducks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's been there for time. Leafs uh, great. Did Brian Boyle have to clear no. waivers mm. for Florida? No. Why? I don't no. know. I don't get it. Yeah, I'm sure know. there's some reason that when when you look at it in the vacuum, you go, okay, I guess that makes sense. But you know, maybe. maybe. There's also rules in the NHL where you look at it in a vacuum. You're like, oh, that also doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Spiza though was went from Vancouver to Vegas, and now Anaheim. You, you know, you have to think his life is on the West Coast. That just kind of sucks. Well, yeah, and he previously played in Anaheim. I'm pretty sure. I want to say he was drafted by them. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, from the Lethbridge Hurricanes. So this is a guy that's literally probably set up his whole life out there, signed with the Ducks for that reason, probably put off. Other people, and yeah, now you got to now you're going to the Jets. Well, listen, I'm sure the Jets called. Jets were probably like sign with us. Oops, he, he's going to be second line pairing Luke Spisa. He will get his time. What if he just doesn't report? No, well, I then didn't he can't play. play for you in the first place. So then he can't play. Well, then maybe he won't. <laughs> I don't think he's going to do that. I don't know. Listen, the Jets, if they can, if they could just cobble together a defense, are a great team. They are. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure, you know, Bufflin comes back, they'll throw him back on waivers, then he can go to Anaheim if they still want him. But Oh man. Just sucks. That's that's a desperate situation, man. Um given how um given how Edmonton is um struggle they struggle with depth. Their good players are very good. Their depth players are not. Haven't they been shut out two straight games? They have. Uh Darnell Nurse is due up, and apparently Edmonton's going to start talking to him very soon. And it's been him, and it's been like Clefbaum, Nurse. Apparently, Koskinen and Mike Smith have been great, and um, and obviously Drysaddle and McDavid playing 80 million, 80 million minutes a night. Um, <laughs> but with Darnell Nurse, he's seen, you know, I know it's forwards and defense, but he see he saw what Drysaddle and McDavid got, he saw what Marner got, mm-hmm. even what Nylander got. Darnell Nurse is a pretty good hockey player for them. That's going to be a tough negotiation for Edmonton. Those are the Leafs. Everyone else is signing for three years and cheap. That is what he will do. You think so? Yep. Yep. Our reality is not everyone else's. Everyone else gets to enjoy things, Adam. Do you think that, and I was thinking this in the bathroom, literally as in pain. <laughs> do you think that some of the negotiations this summer and last summer went the way they did? If the players... I love that you were taking a pee and you were still thinking show think, things. Always think. I always, you know, I, <laughs> I think best when I'm in the bathroom, either in the shower or going. 100%. Um, I feel Do that. you think that there's a possibility, and this is really far out there, tinfoil hat, just bear with me on this one. Do you think if the players loved playing here, do you think negotiations would have gone a little differently? You mean... Marner and Nylander? Like, let's and say Matthews? they loved their coach. 
the way that St. Louis loves Barube, the way yeah. that Carolina, Carolina loves Brindamore. Babcock tax? I mean, Toronto I think there's tax. a Toronto tax for sure for young yeah. guys. I think you're you're going, well, yeah, let's see uh, how, how Leaf fans react when I'm not here. Stop playing sports. Stop playing sports. Like, like if, you, if you don't want the pressure, stop playing sports. Uh, NBA stars, no matter what market they play in, uh, have to deal with with this national way more. Yeah, way more. Giannis plays in Milwaukee, <laughs> and he has to deal with Damon it Lillard nationally Portland. because he this poor guy. The, see the thing about Giannis, this poor guy, it's awful. Do, do you know what's wrong with him? What is it? He's really fucking good, and people like him and they pay attention to him. Oh, it's the worst. I hope he writes a book one day. But I mean, my, and talks my, about how awful it is. My point to be is, good no, no, no. My point is, it. is the coach could the coach thing? Could that play an angle? If Sheldon Keith was the coach, would Mitch Marner sign for a million dollars less? Yes. Maybe no, maybe know. not a million dollars less, but maybe <laughs> the negotiations aren't as contentious. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's like you know what I got to be a part of this now rather right. than ah eh, I am the part of this, which seemed to be the attitude. Just an ask. Just a question. Maybe not. Steve, what is Adams is Adam, your numbers twenty games in is where you truly assess you're hired for the rest of the season or I you're fired. So. I think you have to. Twenty games you better know something. If something's wrong, you better know it by game twenty, right? Right. And if like it's it's like now it's like, um, I have a feeling something's wrong. By game twenty, twenty five percent into anything, you should probably if you're twenty five percent if you're too if you are <laughs> what is five this? weeks What's into coming? dating someone, you probably have either red flags or not, right? Five, six weeks into dating mm-hmm. someone? How far into the Korean War do you have to be to know? You have to be in <laughs> Pyongyang and China enters, and then you're like, damn, we better back it off and bring it back down to the the, the parallel that existed before, which yeah. is what happened. Which Franco-Prussian war battle? <laughs> the French knew they were in trouble when they got surrounded twice How by the Prussians of your in 1871. Look at you fucked? Happened. Holy shit! That's, it, it, That's it, there, a lot of people say it led to the the a lot the, of people. The, well, people the are saying the tensions existed for fifty years, and then World War One started, and the Germans almost did it again. Are the French still like oh, those Prussians? I don't know. I don't uh, think so. Those... I think they've maybe given up on that. There's other issues at hand. Uh, those <laughs> Prussians. I don't know. There's one guy who's still like they I were very upset the about losing Alsace and Lorraine. Right. So at that point, at the twenty game mark, from that point on, you're kind of on the okay. If it goes south here, you're gone. If it keeps going the right direction, we're keeping you on. Wouldn't you? It sounds right. I, that's. I mean, that's all I have to go on. Right. <laughs> I mean, when you see most coaches fired, it's either, it's either like, um, it's either like, oh, we saw it coming, and we kind of thought they'd be fired going into this season, which honestly was so somewhat what we thought with Babs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or it's like, here's a surprise firing right before playoffs, like, like New Jersey's done a couple times and Lou Amarillo is like, I will coach. Um, that was I, another crazy power structure. Thing. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy. But I, I look at this and I think at 20 games, I, I would want to know if I'm the manager, I would want to know. And I think, and I expect that the least would know. And if you go through, they continue to play like this by game 40 and you still haven't made a change. Now it's not Mike Babcock's Forty. Let's say, no, but yeah. let's say they go halfway through the season. Let's go to 50% of the season. If they continue to play like this and you haven't made a change, that's no longer Mike Babcock's fault. It's yours. Well, it's it's all, yes, exactly. It's all perception. So the second Dubas fires Babcock, oh, it's on him. And now we're talking about if he doesn't fire Babcock, it's on him. Dude, fire the guy. All, all roads lead to fire the guy. We're done here. 
We're done. Stop. <laughs> you, you stop. There. Stop doing compressions. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no more breath. So Darnell Nurse. We're done here. <laughs> <laughs> Darnell Nurse has. Oh, I want to know Steve's timeline. I, well, what is Steve's timeline? April. Last April. What is April it now? 2019. What is it? Yeah. What is it right now? Today. Fire him today. We're done. We're done. It's over. <laughs> it's over, folks. Just, it's over. Thank you for your this. service. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, he did this and he did that. That's great. That's great. I like history, too. We're done. Right? <sighs> No, you want not, this in blue? Not quite. We're not quite done. We're done. <laughs> no, who's? Uh, I'm not saying we're done. Yeah, yeah. We're it's done just, with this situation. If you're firing Babcock right now, you better believe that the roster can turn it around with the new head coach. Yeah, I do. You better. I do. Yeah. Yes. You're 100 percent confident that yep. right with now, a new head coach, yes. this lineup performs better. Yes. All you right. Know, if if that's what you believe, then yes, you better fire Mike Babcock. I have to tell you something. I don't know if I believe in the roster enough for that to be true. Okay. Interesting. Why not? I could see a situation where you fire Mike Babcock and nothing changes. Could you? That they play at the same level because they just don't have it right now because they're not old enough and not mature enough. And there's no one in there who's truly won and knows what it takes to win. Mm-hmm. So not even way? your captain, John Tavares, has won anything. He's been to a it's true. Yeah, it's true. Not even a uh, one player series. One player. There you go. So I don't. I don't know at this point. That's why I'm saying right now isn't the solution because you don't know that it's his fault. It could be the guys. Here's what we got. But they have potential. That's for sure. Might be a success. Might be a failure. That's if you fire him. Might be a success. Might be a failure. If you keep him, will fail. You don't know that. Yeah, we do. If we're going evidence-based, you will fail. That's the path. We can keep walking down the path to failure just because it's well-lit and shit. Or we could go down the slightly creepy one that, who knows, maybe it leads to like a gingerbread house or something. Maybe it leads to a championship. Maybe it leads to there's a bear in the house and you get eaten. Mm. I hate when that happens. Red Dead. Um, like, I, I don't know. I just think we're done here. All okay. Right. Um, Darnell Nurse, though. I wonder if, because they've often said there's an Edmonton tax. You got to love it here. Even even Fridge says it in his, his thing. If you love it in Edmonton, great, because they have a hard time attracting free agents. Do they pay an Edmonton tax on Darnell Nurse? Probably. And what's that contract look like? If it's three years and if it's seven years, mm. what are you paying Darnell Nurse? Wierenski just got five times three. And I, I know who I would rather have out of Wierenski and Nurse, but um, are you I, saying Wierenski? Yes, Wierenski can't defend. Yeah, <laughs> objectively cannot defend. And well, and Nurse is not where this game is going, though. True. You know what okay. I mean. And he's a guy I'd be worried about signing him to a long contract because I just worry about how he ages. You know he will though. They'll sign him to a long-term deal. Well, yeah, it's Edmonton, right? So, probably. I mean, <laughs> who knows? They have a hard time keeping guys, so maybe it's even in their best interest. Um, but uh, just because he has a different skill set than Wierenski, I could see him getting something similar to that. Interesting. Truth be told. Okay. Three times five. All right. 
All right. Um, I like this. Um, I like this little piece, and this is the last thing for thirty-one thoughts. I'm going to pull. Um, point nineteen on thirty-one thoughts. My one scout that has seen Dallas a few times said the way they grind you, they're built for the playoffs. That's why they gave St. Louis so much trouble. The problem is you have to get there. The mm-hmm. regular season is not like that. Does Dallas get there? I think they're better than what are they two seven and one something like that. That might have changed a little bit since last episode, but it, it, can't, it I mean it's not going to be much better than two seven and one. They're because that's than what they that. were. They're better than that for God's sake. They need to score three seven and one three seven and one. They're on a heater. I think they've won two straight. They have. Um, no, they're they're better than the record suggests. Um, I just think they need a little bit more offense, and also. <sighs> I don't know. They did get kind of old. Yeah, they did. Maybe need a little like bit Pavelski, of speed. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, I wonder too. Then is is there is is there an opportunity then to make it a little switcheroo? Well, they Haskin in for Gravel. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they seem to need like Pavelski is like in Saint, or in San Jose. They they just fucking love Pavelski, right? They loved yeah. him. And I know he's a forward. I yeah. get that. Yeah. And I know he's declining. I get that. And I know people are going to go, no! But if Joe Pavelski's three years younger, are you upset if there's a trade? Like if you could find a, a... Pavelski's, what, 35? Yeah. So I think yeah. he's aged out. He's not where the Leafs want to go. But no way! If you could find a 31-year-old leader like that, I don't even know if it's a leader thing. You think it's a coach thing? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, I wonder. Bruce, Bruce, I'm not picking on him. They're saying Bruce Boudreaux might bit. be on the block. If Bruce Boudreaux picking comes on up, him is if I'm like, nah, nah, nah boo boo, get fired, you suck. You kind of are. I no, I'm just my genuine heart of hearts. This team has gone as far as they can go with this guy, Bruce Boudreaux. If he came up, would that be a guy that you'd be like, hey, all right? Neither of us can win a game seven. It's a match made in heaven. Let's do it together. <laughs> He's great in the so regular you're, you're season. You're picking on him. No, <laughs> not Babcock. I'm making fun of the Leafs. It's just it's one Leaf fan making fun of another. Bruce Boudreaux is an enormous Leaf fan. Yeah, I think the Leafs would jump at the opportunity. Who knows? Maybe that's what they're waiting on. He seems to be a coach that people like, yeah. at least. And he's like a little bit older too. So like. What if the plan is Minnesota fires Bruce? Bring Leafs, him in for the rest of the season. Bring him in for the rest of the season and next maybe. And then it's Sheldon. I was about to say, if you're Sheldon Keefe and Babcock gets fired and you don't get the yeah. job, do you walk out the door? Probably. I don't think so. I think, you don't think so. so. Yeah. No, but that's your I'm if I'm him, I'm looking at that. That's my job. As soon as there's an empty seat there and he hasn't won, I'm stepping yeah, in. Yeah, like what else does Sheldon Keefe need to do? Right. He's won the championship. He's yeah. done it. I stuck, Final four If last anything, year. he stuck around too long. Yeah. Well, and, He could have worked. Oh, he's done Dubas a huge solid. And I was like, oh, you're disrupting the minor league system. Like, who do you get to replace him then? I don't know. The Growlers won the Kelly Cup. Like, there's clearly nothing wrong with the Leafs development system. Mm-hmm. You know, they keep churning out excellent graduates uh, that do... I mean, the guys we're ranting about right now are the only guys who didn't really have to go through the system, actually. Matthews <laughs> didn't have to go through the development system. Uh, Riley, uh, not Riley, uh, Marner uh, didn't have to go through the development system. 
Yeah, maybe that's the answer. I don't know. I think it was the answer in April. I think it's what Dubas wanted. There's a clip um, that I, I didn't retweet. Because I, I don't know. <laughs> Adam, what's so funny? What? What? <laughs> what's so funny? No, please continue. And then no! I'll tell you. No, no, there's a clip from April. Please continue the okay. point. Please continue the point. We circle everything back to the Leafs in this episode. If you're a fan of any other team, it's going to be the most annoying thing you've ever seen in oh, your life. Oh, yeah. I know what a weird happening. episode, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a weird episode. All right, fair enough, fair enough. I'm laughing. I'm, I've been laughing about something for a few minutes, and it's just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Continue, though. Please. Uh, Tic Tac Omar. The Man, what a great follow. Thank you for telling me. So good. So good. Uh, like, love Flintor still, but like Tic Tac Omar is, is mm-hmm. really, really good. So there was a flash of Dubas talking to Shanahan really a- animatedly. Uh, I think it was right before the overtime. Does Flintor have it? Of the Columbus game. No, Tic Tac Omar does. Um, and... I think I think the clip and the timing of the clip is important, and I want to make sure I have this right, and I'm not sure, so I'm throwing that out there right now. Sure. The clip is from I think between when Matthews and Marner and Riley are on the ice to start overtime against Columbus, to, against Columbus, and then Babcock takes them off to line match. Okay. Because he's Mike Babcock. I'm gonna just. Then the camera goes up to Dubas and Shanahan, and I don't think this was an intentional thing. From the broadcast crew, I just think they went up there and they happened to catch I that. I hope it was. Isn't that their job? <laughs> well, no, they weren't like, oh, look, he's pissed off. I think well, they just went they? Why up there. Why would they? I don't know. But if you read Dubas's lips, what's he say? I can't catch the end of the sentence, but it seems clear as day to me. He's going. He has to know they figured out. You got to look at the clip. He has to know these he's, he's pointing animatedly at the ice, and he's talking to Shanny, and he's going, he has to know they figured out. It's it's a little ways what would that, back. What would the context can, of that be? I'm looking. Here it is. Yeah, have you found it? Send it to Jesse so we yeah, can, can put it on the it. screen. I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. I got it. Yeah, he, that's... He has would, to know they figured out. Figured out what? That, that he wants the line match? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, sent to you. That's a frustrated general manager. If that's animated, man, (laughs) he has to know they figured out. You what? So you're implying that in this situation, Dubas is upset at Babcock for not realizing that they figured something out. Could be. Could be. Might not be. Where did you send this, Adam? I sent it to your Gmail. I thought. Oh my Gmail! I thought you sent it on Facebook. Sorry, sorry. That's okay. (sighs) Darnell Nurse. Well, not anymore. <laughs> I know. I know. Here, can I put him on the list? There's something I do want to bring up too mm-hmm. while we're waiting for this to pop up on screen. Allison L. Um, hey, who is a great follow? She's a, C, uh, a Columbus Blue Jacket uh, writer, mm-hmm. um, and uh, she 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 interviewed John Tortorella, who's a big fan of overtime, and he said that overtime's dynamite. They should just. I don't know what we're waiting for. Get rid of the shootout stuff. I know they're worried about the time limit. It's just not going to last that long. If it goes past five minutes, it's not going to be many more minutes after five. I think it's just dynamite. 100%. I think the God reason, love John Torrell. Can I, can I be honest with you? I think the reason overtime is dynamite is because it's five minutes. The three-on-three mm, no. three three is exciting. But I have to tell you, if you had a 20-minute overtime period... Teams would start to line match. Teams would start to play defense, and they would start to play conservatively. I guarantee it. Okay, five the minutes time, and one second, you throw a second puck. You know out. what? They, you you want to get people pumped? What? Make the overtime ten minutes max, and if you lose, you don't get anything. 
Whoa. So there's no overtime point. There is no... No. If you... You can even keep the overtime point, but if, if you tie a game, zero points. That'll get the players motivated. Hell yeah. Wait, That's what? what you should do. Might be taking fewer risks, though. Might be taking fewer risks because if well, you they, get the one better point, better than no fucking risks in a twenty-minute <laughs> period. They'd be like, Mike Backhawk would be like, "All right, get Gravel and Shore and Goat out there just in case. We got to make sure we win these faceoffs, contain the possession, and uh, and we'll let them cycle in our zone was, for five fucking minutes." It was like and, Babcock throwing out Polak in overtime yes! when they had to yeah. kill a penalty. I'm like, like, "Oh my god!" It's like I Bill Pierce who again threw uh, Milan Lucic as the sixth man uh, last night. Unbelievable. Listen, the NHL is the NHL. Take the fucking points away from them. Just say, listen, sorry, if you guys tie, you're fucked. I at least understand Lucic as the sixth man because there's six, and you just want your biggest guy out in front. No. No, I don't think he's a good offensive player. He he cannot cannot tip. He is only big. (laughs) So if if his job is to stand in front of the net, then he better learn to tip, which he doesn't. Well, here's the thing. Milan Lucic is uh, coached by a hockey coach. Ah. So he will always have a job. Yes, true. Yeah. Anyway, I think the true overtime, three on three, ten minutes, if there is no goal at the end of it, zero points, mm. F you, you wasted our time. Mm. And I think at least the fans would go, ha, thank you. <laughs> Can I give you the correct solution? Please. Um, we eliminate points. We say, hey, you either win the game or you lose the game. Ah. And then we just play three on three overtime until someone scores. I think you got to have a time limit on it. No, I really do. I think no. you got. I think you do. I think you got to leave people. You, if you don't put a time limit on it, people will be afraid to make mistakes. So play forever. They can't do that with the broadcast, though. They really they, can't. No, they can. It's called <laughs> basketball, and it's called baseball. They're not making money like basketball okay. and baseball. NBC it's will not do it. Six minute and fifty four second overtimes. <laughs> it's six point nine minutes. It's nice. You'll get more wins out of it. <laughs> and maybe the second overtime period is four, tw- four minutes and 20 seconds. Adam Wilde with the answer. Minutes. There it is. There it is. Guys, I'm telling you, if you it's, like a, it's like a good radio break. If it's shorter, it leaves people wanting more. No, you, you, gotta, play, you play the game until someone wins the game. In overtime, illegal curves are legal. People are just walking out there with... Friggin' <laughs> banana curves. And steroids are okay. Yeah. <laughs> they just gets... hand out syringes before overtime. <laughs> and is energy it... drinks and smelling drink this smelling salt. Is it Friedman who said he he'd like to one day see a, a steroid sport where it's just like, hey, go do your thing, just see what the human body is capable of. That is that is a I mean was listen, it or was it Merrick? I, no, I I'm pretty sure it. that was Bill Burr. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound like a free thing to say. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine him getting on hockey night Canada? It was you know what? I night. just want to see them do steroids. <laughs> no, it was <laughs> Bill Burr, man. Bill <laughs> Burr said Bill Burr. It was hundred percent Bill Burr. Was it Bill Burr? Bill Burr Bill Burr said steroids should be legal in baseball. It would be interesting <laughs> to see what humans could do. Because all of it's human creation, Listen, right? Like and, the and steroid you, is made by people. You're not wrong. Oh, and, and metal that. And for anybody yeah. that says, a, it's, <laughs> for anybody that says it's a, it's a bit problematic. You telling me that football is not problematic and hockey's not problematic? Right. Like, come on. The way, like the concussion issues and all that stuff, they're problematic. You still watch. Think UFC <laughs> people beating the crap out of each other. You think that's not long-term damage? There, it's problematic. Oh but we like sports because guess what? They're a bit problematic. Well. 
They are. So I'm with you, Jesse. I, too, would, for a, a while at least, want to see a bunch of Jack dudes like with it. Joe Rogan in their ears going... <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's the HGH in your ass? Let's go. <laughs> no, by the way, be a bunch of no. We could call it. No one's listening to this podcast David because Goggins we're all listening could, to what he just released. Yo, David Goggins. Oh. Did you see who he got? Yeah, Edward Snowden. When? Uh, Today. This latest, latest episode. You got Edward Snowden. <laughs> I actually really like this tweet. It's like Joe Rogan smokes weed. Joe Rogan. So like, <clears throat> is the government actually corrupt? Edward Snowden. <laughs> Edward, Edward, Edward Snowden. Edward Snowden's response: Yes, guy powerlifting at a Planet Fitness. Damn, bro, that's fucked. <laughs> Damn, bro, that's fucked. <laughs> and then a bunch of people are responding like, "Powerlifting is not allowed at Planet Fitness." <laughs> no. Because it's a, it's a liability issue. Don't bother saving your money. We got 30 years tops. Just enjoy your life. Holy shit. No, but oh if, if you had if you had an all steroid league, David Goggins got to be the commissioner, right? Because he'd have to weed out the soft motherfuckers. You know um, what's the Not that top? he does steroids. I'm not suggesting that. I don't think he does. The top headline <laughs> when you search Edward Snowden and his Joe Rogan Damn, interview. Bro, that's <laughs> fucked. That's fucked. <laughs> Out of a two-hour, I think it's two-hour and 56 minutes or something, <laughs> interview that was just released today. The top headline on Google News is, Edward Snowden doesn't think the government is hiding aliens. Oh, my God. Oh, that's disappointing, actually. I would have hoped to, because I want to believe that they are. At least they had some fun in the world, you know? This is like when we sent Dennis Rodman to North Korea. <laughs> I'm oh, wow, to he's it. talking? I oh, do that's wanna, the I do, one? I do kind of want to hear it. Um, oh, oh, I absolutely want to yeah. hear it. Because um, Joe's a good interview. I I, uh, mm. I I didn't say I agree with all the subjects. I just said he's a good interview. He is a good interview. You can't say he's not a yeah, good interview. That's ridiculous to say he's not. He's No, no. I just I don't think he pushes back very hard. Very often. Sometimes he does. He chooses his spots. Okay. I think he's just he just sort of lets his subject talk, which I guess is a, it's a style, but like he doesn't there's no pushback. Right? He just sort of lets everyone have their advertorial or whatever for 2 hours. Sure. But let him I mean, tell their you, story. If you have Edward Snowden, you let him talk. <laughs> the point of an interview is to let people tell their story, right? And and challenge them a little bit, but just kind of go, okay, but people will say this, and people will say this, and people will say mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, listen, yeah, listen. There, if you want a highly um, interruptive uh, no. uh, style, then you can watch Piers Morgan, uh, oh, who is one of, the, one of... I don't understand how that guy is so popular, Ooh. but anyway. Because um, you hate him? Yeah, fuck me, man. Uh, but Joe Rogan, I think, whatever you want to say about some issues in the past or yeah. whatever, I think he's a fucking brilliant uh, interviewer. He's led and a fascinating life. Yes, he has. <laughs> so anyway, this will be this will be great, and uh, just be great and interesting. But yeah, I've been reading about. Huh? Aliens, bro. Aliens, Damn, bro. that's no, fucked. No, that's damn, bro. That's fucked. Can I just <laughs> oh, tell yes. you something? Oh, yes. Total aside, a book worth reading is Catch and Kill. And it's by um, oh, yeah, it's by Ronan Farrow, and I've been raving about this book because it's about how Ugh. the Harvey Weinstein scandal was 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 reported on, released. Why why NBC wouldn't release it? 
why the New Yorker would. And the short story here is that it's it's NBC wouldn't do it because there was mega connections to Miramax and personal connections. Miramax and, and being that Har- that's Harvey Weinstein's company, oh, Weinstein okay. Company and Miramax, right? It's a movie company. Right? Yes. Yeah. 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 So um, anyway, long story short, he goes into afterwards after the story comes out about how because Ronan Farrell was tailed by ex Mossad agents, guys from Israel who have who have retired from the Secret Service and are now contracted to do surveillance and, and that sort of thing. That's wild. And he goes into how he found out about it. And it's pretty unbelievable. One of the things that they've developed now that apparently I don't know if iPhones would probably count in this, too. But I thought everything on iPhones was encrypted. I don't know. Anyway, they have a they have a, a technology now that can go into your phone and strip it. And I think it's called Pegasus. And it literally just strips it for for all the information that it has. And they can find out everything you've ever done. Where oh. you go, what you do, everything. Cool. And it's like, I was like, holy fuck, that exists? Oh, my God. Damn, what? bro, that's fucked. Yeah, damn, bro, that's fucked. As I power lifted Planet Fitness. <laughs> anyway, total random aside. Darnell Nurse. Uh, no, we're talking about overtime. We were talking every, about overtime. Every time we get off topic, we should just go, Darnell Nurse. <laughs> anyway, Darnell Nurse's contract. <clears throat> um the, oh I, I like overtime, but I think you got to have a time limit on it because you got to force teams to make mistakes. Oh, uh, John Tortorella, uh, the Columbus game, mm-hmm. had a big old cut on his forehead and a black eye. Why? Well, I tweeted, what's up with his face, LOL. Something like that. Uh, he had skin cancer removed mm-hmm. a week ago. That sucks. It wasn't... It wasn't- like life threatening or anything, they said. No, but but all the same. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm just yeah. trying to. Like, My yes. parents, yeah, yeah. When well, people like hear October, cancer, yeah, they immediately react. I'm yes, just it's, yeah. that's yeah, a, it's tough, a hot button word for sure. Right. Tough word. Uh, yeah, October sixteenth, and I somehow completely missed it, and everyone <laughs> showed it to me right away. And uh, I mean, typical John Tortorella, just right back behind the bench. Now, you wouldn't expect anything. Less. There are several comments on your video, Steve. You put the video up. Couple oh, hours ago, I haven't ago. even had a chance to look. Um, Jesse and I listened to it. Mm-hmm. We watched some of it, but we were listening to it as we were prepping and setting up and everything. Mm-hmm. And the top comment on it: "This is it. He's finally lost it. We have witnessed the total collapse of this man's sanity." I get is that comment it? like thirty times a year. Yeah. Um, another person, Steve, is going off the edge, nice and early this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy named Ryan. Steve's got that Joker laugh going on, pure agony. I haven't seen it. Oh. Yeah, and then someone said Steve must have seen the new Joker movie. Nope. No. I have not seen it. Is he a baddie? I think he's a baddie. I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? No. Don't Heard care to. My dad dances it. on some stairs. Yeah. Um also people going to those stairs and don't. It's one of the worst parts of New York. Oh, is like, it? Like, oh, you really? don't want to be in that area at all. What part of New York is it in? Um, just a crime-riddled area. Really? Yeah, yeah. And then there's just a bunch of people going there and dancing on it like the Joker, and they definitely shouldn't just be hanging out there, even oh. in broad daylight. Getting robbed with a sharper <laughs> Well, especially when yeah. you've got an iPhone and you're taking pictures. Right. Yeah. It's just the heavy crime areas. You hmm. probably just don't want to be hanging out. Uh, we have a friend that's uh, on the force, and... <laughs> One of his favorite stories to tell. On the force. He's actually, he's a cantankerous dog with a badge. That's right. His name is Ruff. Uh, <laughs> Ruff and Hux. Um, God, I love you too. One of the things that, that he, he talks about is he's like, you wouldn't believe how many people do really dumb things with equipment, camera equipment. So I guess these Ryerson kids, which is a local school, oh. I don't know if you've heard about it, 
kind of inferior. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> what? The graduates the are really fuck. stupid. Hey. No, so these guys, I guess, wanted to shoot a documentary. <laughs> And they had thousands of dollars worth of camera equipment because mm-hmm. that's not e- that's I mean our rig was really expensive and we don't even have a top top notch rig. We've got it's a good rig, but it's not like you know studio quality. But it's schools, no, it's no uh, ice surfing rig. That's for sure. I have a story uh, when you're done. Schools consistently yeah. have the best equipment. They do. Though. Ryerson, yes. we had the first uh, HD camera ever in Canada. That was the thing they always boasted about when we. Do we have the first Phantom got, cam? I don't know what that is. Or a uh, red cam. We had the first red. That's my next point. And then we had the first red camera ever in Canada. Mm. So those two things were pretty cool. And that camera's, I, I don't even know how much money. Oh, my God. No idea. $50,000. So these guys decide. Oh, and this is, <laughs> this is my neighborhood, so I can attest to how bad it is. Um, I live in an area called Moss Park. And there are some particularly bad streets, but Sherburne, Gerard, Sherburne, Dundas, you don't necessarily... You don't want to be walking through there with visible camera equipment at 2 a.m. You don't want to go there and dance on a couple stairs like you're the Joker and be like, hey, I'm just hanging out with my friends. So these guys were trying to shoot a documentary uh, (laughs) at night night, and uh, in a high crime area because they wanted to interview people that hang out in that area at night. And you know what? So they went up to interview (laughs) the guys and the the guys said, we'll take the equipment. Thanks. And they said, what? And they said, "No, no, we're, you're not walking away Ooh. with without giving us the equipment." I I applaud them for being like, "We're gonna do journalism, man! <laughs> like we're serious about this." And I get it, I get it, but oh, honey! And then they go to the cops, and the cops are like, "Okay, w- obviously we'll file the report. We'll do the thing that we can." Meanwhile, they know that there's. Nothing that they can no. do because guess what? It's been sold already. Oh, that's gone. It's half an hour. It's gone. It's gone. You'll never see it again. So, don't go to high crime areas with expensive things. <laughs> oh my it's bad god! Bad idea. There, um, there was. <laughs> so for practicum, did you have to do practicum? I know we did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you had to pitch your practicum project. Uh-huh. Practicum is just your final project. Yeah, yes. your your yeah. big final project. And one key thing that a lot of students, myself included, struggled with was pitching a believable practical budget. And we like we we pitched a sports idea where we would go to Montreal and it'd be like seven of us and we thought we could do it for like three grand. And we got turned down and I was bitter about it for a long time. And now that I know what I know, I'm like, we could have absolutely never done that for three grand. Right. Um, we ended up doing that reality show at a used car dealership. But there was... There... You say that like people know what you're talking about. We've talked about it before. You guys I... were always like, you've told that before. Okay. Keep Sorry. going. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so there was, a, there was a practicum. That was approved with a budget of, I want to say... You know we have first-time listeners, but keep going. Okay, fine. There was a, there was a practicum <laughs> that was approved with a budget of, like, I was, it was something like either $25,000 or, like, $40,000. But they said, we can afford it. Here's how we're going to pay for it. Uh-huh. Here's how we're going to do it. And the school goes, okay. And they're like, we're going to rent equipment and we're going to bring it to Vancouver and all that shit. There was another practicum. Uh, that was, it was basically the group was just the rich kids and there was one guy who was in the program and he was a great guy, really liked him, but 
I don't think he was terribly interested in the program, but he, I think, was previously like a professional snowboarder. Mm-hmm. And the practicum sounded an awful lot like, we're just going to go film him snowboarding. Yeah. And then when they showed it, it was beautiful, but it was just him snowboarding. It was Sean White, by the way. It was Sean White. Uh, whatever so anyway, became of him. What, what happened? What did you say? I said, whatever became of him anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He'll never <laughs> amount to anything. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. You should cut his hair, too. Yeah. <laughs> so get a real job. <laughs> this is a There's long... a haircut you can wind your watch to. <laughs> There's um, a long way to a story. Yeah. I know. Because I keep getting fucking interrupted. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, oh, it must be hard for you. It's crazy. <laughs> That's fucking true. I wanted to strangle myself. I listened to the final segment last show. You're being way too hard. You yeah. would have been totally justified strangling me last show. No. Anyway. It's still telling the story. Still All telling right. the story. <laughs> what time is it? The extremely high budget project uh-huh. that went to Vancouver. Yeah. They left all their equipment alone for like 15 minutes in an unlocked car. 15 oh. seconds is too much. Goodbye. Yeah. Gone. All of it gone. And I think they had insurance for it, but the school tore a strip off them. As they should. The rich kids, they're driving down the West Coast, and they're partying the entire time. They rented an RV. They had all their equipment in the RV. And like I said, they were partying. They got a little messed up. They slept outside of the RV or, like, passed out outside of the RV. They left all the doors wide open when they discovered it the next morning. Not a thing on. Uh, not a thing touched. Oh, <laughs> wow. Not a thing. Oh my god. <laughs> not a thing touched. That's amazing. Uh, well, kids, be careful with your freaking equipment. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. That uh, sucks, man. What a shitty lesson to learn. Yeah. Let's do the press. Jesse, have we any questions? For today's press conference, we are going to do. Some trivia, courtesy of our friend, at Crawdaddy222, who slid into my DMs and passed along this great piece of history. You guys are going to combine your brains, the Adam Wilde and Steve Dangle brains, which will combine to make one super hockey brain. And you are going to tell me the 10 players that the Leafs have drafted in their franchise history. It's only been 10 that have played at least 1,000 NHL games. If you get a minimum of three guys on this list, all I want is three guys out of this 10, you will win today's SDP Trivia Challenge. Okay. By the way, I just want to throw this out there. Nesson has released a video, and I guess they went around with Leaf fans in town asking them for the reaction to the Brad Marchand for Austin Matthews trade, and Leaf fans absolutely lost their minds. (laughs) <laughs> and I think that's really funny. Don't I thought I had to bring that. that up. How dare you? And also you. that that uh, that uh, that Kyle Dubas clip. Mm-hmm. According to Jeff Jeff uh, Vayette, the the thing that Kyle Dubas mouth was he had to know that Kerfoot would be lining up with Jenner. Mm. That seems to be what people are saying. I don't uh, know. Well, anyway, doesn't hey, matter. Hey, Let's hey. do this. Oh, Stop. sorry, Jesse. Hit I was us. looking for hit us with it. Let's <laughs> I go. Didn't, I didn't see anything. All right. I swear to God. Steve Kopkov. Uh, it's messed up, bro. It's <laughs> messed up, bro. There uh, are ten players on this list. The amount of player or the player that the Leafs have drafted that have played at least one thousand NHL games. Is there only ten? There's only ten guys in the history of the franchise. 
All I need you to do is get three correct. You get ten guesses. That have played ten thousand. Th- sorry, one thousand games for the Leafs and their Leafs draft picks. No, no, Leafs they're just Leafs draft. Picks. Just oh my god, one thousand NHL games. Period. Doesn't have to be for the Leafs. Okay, I th- uh, Vincent Domfus. One. You get ten guesses combined. Borea Salming. No, oh. that's two guesses. That was a good guess, though. It was an okay guess. One correct. Okay, do, do, no, there's eight guesses left. Obviously, you've got got to put our heads together. Here. You got like guys that have had long careers after being drafted by the Leafs. So you got to think like, oh, like we no. can we can we can toss around ideas like Wendell Clark, maybe. I don't. I don't think so. Think Wendell Clark did. Daryl Sittler, maybe. Lanny McDonald, maybe. See, okay, this is ignorant. Like because those guys were so long. <clears throat> long ago, I don't know. If, like they, they were they playing. Were... I think they were playing in the seventies. They're playing like seventy games a year. It wasn't yeah, but like were much. they drafted? Even were they drafted? They have yeah, to be yeah, draft yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Like Sittler was drafted. Landon McDonald's. Drafted. But I think Sittler was drafted so long ago. All he got was a phone call from the team. Hey, you've been drafted. <laughs> <laughs> he got a letter in the mail. Yeah, honestly, that's what <laughs> they used to get. It's weird. Um, Did the Leafs draft Kenny Johnson? Yes. Good pick. He I played a say, long time. He did. He was the Islanders' captain. Are you filing it in? Kenny Johnson? Wow. Incorrect. That's two wrong. One right. One right. Finny Danfoos was a good pick. You got seven to go. Wait, six to go. Six to go. Six to go. Can't be a goalie, know. right? No way. No. Well, like, Tuka Rask has been playing forever, and he just played 500. Wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a long... It takes a long time. A thousand, a thousand games. games. A thousand games. I think it's all got to be somewhat modern era, like, and I say modern era from like the start of the '80s because I don't, unless like Lanny played like 20 years. Do we not try Lanny McDonald? Let's try Lanny McDonald. Ding, 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 ding! Yeah, there you Lanny go. McDonald. Like he, they drafted him in the early '70s. He was playing until '89. Like he had to have been. Yeah, five guesses left. Caberlet? Thomas Caberlet? Did he play that long? Well, he played. His first season was '98, '99. And he won the Cup with the Bruins in 2011, and then I think he still kept playing. I think it's possible. He was rarely injured. I'll say Thomas Caberle. Mm. Ah, Incorrect. Wow. Thomas Caberle is not on the list. Yeah. Thomas Caberle, I'll Google it quickly. How many games did he play? How many games did Thomas Caberle play in his career? 999. And then he got lined up with Mike Babcock, and Mike <laughs> Babcock would not let him get a 984. Oh. Yeah. Not 1,000. Ah. Come on. Not you know what? Wherever 1, he signed the next season, I think he just lost it. Like, he's one of those guys that, like, had it until he didn't. And then he just didn't. He, he was a hab, wasn't he? I thought he was in Carolina with Francis. I think he was both. Okay. Uh, Thomas Cavalier played for the Carolina Hurricanes and the Montreal Canadiens and the Boston Bruins in the 2011 season. Uh, it's got to be somebody that's drafted before like 2004 as well, right? Ty Domi was drafted by the Rangers, right? He, no. He or was, was he drafted draft- by the Leafs? No, he was drafted by the Leafs by Gord Stellick. And I think he like he went, he went straight to, to the Jets. Went to the Jets, then the Rangers, then Toronto. And he played for a very long time. And he played every game. I don't mind it. Tied on me. Ding 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 hey! ding! Hey! Three correct. There going, you going, go. Let's keep going. Let's see how many more you can get. Ah, Tied on me is on that drafts. list. Like Russ Courtnell comes to mind. Like he played forever. 
But and he was a draft pick. Yeah. And it's like, because that a was the kid guys... line. It was Dan Foose, Wendell Clark, and Russ Cortnell. Rick okay. Vibes, another guy that I go, eh, maybe. Uh, oh, maybe. Well, we'll say Cortnell. Russ Cortnell. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Hey! Hey! Russ Cortnell. Right, right. Rick Vibes, he got injured though. Yeah. What about um? Because he was a Leaf a couple times. I don't know who he was drafted by. Steve Thomas. Yeah. You know, interesting because, yeah, he did, what did he do? New Jersey. He did Chicago. Did Anaheim. Anaheim. Did Chicago, right? yeah. Yeah, his last few for a few uh, years were in Anaheim with Mike Babcock. Stumpy? Let's try Stumpy. Stumpy. Uh, ah! Not Stumpy. He's not on the list. That's four wrong, four correct. Is it possible that someone in the 50s, when they were playing like 50, 60 games a year, just played for like 25 years. Well, like George Armstrong, but like was he drafted? I don't know if he was drafted. That's yeah. a problem. And he would have been drafted. His first season was 49. I don't know if they did draft <laughs> and back he played then. Till they just 70. sort of had systems. The Let's try it. George Armstrong? Why not? George Armstrong. No draft. Five wrong, four correct. You've already done better than I thought you would. You got four. Yeah, I've so. done better than I thought we would. <laughs> Russ Cortnell. So you had, I had look a at name the 70s teams. You got, you got Sittler. Lanny, Sittler. Have we even tried Sittler? We haven't tried Sittler. Uh-uh. Could. Borea, we tried. We tried Borea. Uh-huh. Not going to be Mike Palmett here. No. Not going to be Norm Oldman, is it? I don't think so. <laughs> That's Dave Keon. Name. Like, I don't know if he was picked. Yeah. Right? Draft pick. Didn't he miss... Like with injuries? Yeah, I think he did. Um, and then you've got who do you have draft? Who did they even draft in the eighties? Like Drake Barahowski? Drake Bar- Well, he was in nineties. They had Dom Foose, who we got. Yeah, Ross Courtnell, who we got. Yeah, no Wendell Clark. Um, like I'm trying to think of someone who was a leaf for a hot minute. Did Nick Andropov? No, he was injured all the time. He played for a long time, but he was injured all the time. Yeah, like could have maybe if he hadn't have been injured. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think of who else they drafted through the 90s because they fired so many draft picks into the sun. Um, and, and it's not these are not draft picks that were traded to other teams that were drafted by those teams, right? It would no. be like a Roberto Luongo, Scott Niedermeyer situation. No, no, it has okay. to be a Leaf pick. Leaf pick. Yeah, Scott Niedermeyer would be a lock. But yeah, like, yeah, but that you would think count. this game would be easier because the Leafs made so few good picks. But mm-hmm. There's so few picks they had. Right. Like Steve Sullivan, who they lost away. I don't think he played long enough. Yeah. There's just so many guys in the history that weren't picks, you know? Yeah. yeah. Rare, like, it was rare that you ever... Like, I remember Brad Boys cracked the lineup for a couple games. I was like, whoa, an actual Leaf draft pick. You think? Maybe Brad Boys. Well, dude, he was drafted, I want to say 2002, and he finished playing 2015. With the Leafs. With the Leafs. It's possible. He did score 40 goals once. Ah. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, no, I don't think there so. aren't many other choices based on our criteria, right? <sighs> Brad Boys. <clears throat> ah! Brad Boys is not on the list. That's 10 guesses. If you guys want to keep going, we can keep going. Dimitri, so, like more. any defense besides Kenny Johnson? Dimitri, you well, to, Like, okay, so Larry Murphy was a. Danny Markov? Larry Murphy was no. not a Leafs pick. No, he was a Penn, wasn't he? He was a Minnesota pick. Minnesota. North Stars. Like a Jamie McCowan. Yeah, Demetrius Gavich, but he missed a bunch of time. Is Mc- I don't even think McCowan was a Leaf pick. I think he was a Flames pick that was traded with the Gilmore trade. That's right. That's right. Uh, we could do this forever. Yeah. Should we <laughs> punch out at four? Let's punch out. All right. You guys did You did better than I thought. I okay. thought your we cap didn't. would have been 
three was the challenge. You got four. I, I wouldn't have guessed Russ Cordell. I need to know when the draft started. I should look that up. I should know that. I don't know when that started. I want to say like 40s, 50s, something yeah. like that, maybe 50s. Mm. So, uh, we'll start from the bottom. Matt Stajan. Oh, Matt Stajan played a career 1,003 games. Should, wow. Uh, we should Leafs draft it. That one we should have probably had. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Second rounder, 2,000. I don't know. 2,000? I don't have it in front of me. Okay. I went sat next to him at a Raptors game. Very nice. Oh, wow. Fun. Very nice yeah. guy. Mississauga boy. Yep. Uh, Todd Gill, <laughs> number nine. Oh, yep. 1,007 yeah. games. I didn't know he was a Leaf pick, to be honest. Okay. Uh, Lori Boschman. I would have never. Don't know who that is. 1,009 games pl- drafted in 79. I looked that one up. Ty Domi, you got? Yep. Uh, 1,020 games. Russ Cornell, you got? 1,029 games. Number five, Randy Carlisle. Oh, no way, really? <laughs> 1,055 games. Leafs draft pick. Former Leaf captain. Randy, was he? He no. was the captain. He won the Norris. I know that. With Pittsburgh. Is he a captain? I'm pretty sure. Uh, I don't think he was. On. Hold on, hold on. I don't think he was. Yeah, before we move on, we are going to figure out. Because his picture would be everywhere at Scotiabank Arena, and it's not. If you're a captain. Rick Vives isn't. Mm, you can find it. You can find it. It's well, It wasn't a very celebrated captain. era. There's not a lot of Rob Ramage. Maybe there. not. Maybe not. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. At the full list here. Is Randy on it? Randy is not on it. Okay. So nope. I'm not a Leafs Would have been Daryl through that era. Yeah. Uh, number four. 1,096 games, Daryl Siller. Did we not guess him? We didn't You, say you threw out his oh. name a couple of times and you never guessed that's him. That's my fault. <laughs> you, you wanted to. You did. That's my fault. Uh, Lanny McDonald that you got, uh, 1,111 games. Vincent Damfus, 1,378 uh, games. And, and number one. Underrated good career for Damfus. Oh, yeah. He yeah. was amazing in Montreal. Big time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number one, too. the Leafs draft pick with the most games played, Luke Richardson. Oh, 14-17. Wow. He was one of those. They had like three first rounders in like 94 or something like that. And uh, they missed some huge names. But like he put together a really good career. He did. (laughs) He just wasn't like a superstar. Like Drake Barahowski. Yeah. Yeah. Drake Barahowski, I think, was the same draft. That's when they were drafting like tough guys. And Rob Pearson. Rob Pearson. Oi. Out of Oshawa. And they could have had like, oh. The names are brutal. Played yeah. from uh, 87 is when his first year with the Leafs drafted. In I think he finished with the Senators, didn't he? Finished with the Senators. Uh, 2008 was his last full season, played wow. 76 games. The next year, tried to come back, played two games, and then retired. But he was with the Leafs somewhere back in there, too. Like the Leafs reacquired him. 05 yeah. 06. Yeah. They reacquired him, played 21 games. Just can't get enough. That Luke Richardson. Isn't he a coach? No, Drake Berhowski. Oh, Drake Berhowski. Richardson yeah. is. I don't know. Richardson is. Um, but I think Barahowski is too. Yeah. I want to say he's a coaching like junior. No, okay, Maybe the fine, 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 fine. Well, listen, I hope that we come back on Sunday after with a new coach. A Leafs back to back, San Jose <laughs> sure. and Montreal. Drake Barahowski. And I hope we have better news, and I hope that we have more news on Darnell Nurse's contract. I'm glad we got so deep with it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, Zach Wierenski? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Anyway, we will see you then. Uh, oh, don't forget, too, we're live at Regulars. We're going uh, live next uh, next Thursday at Regulars Bar, uh, November seventh. Oh my is that, god! Is that next? Uh, that's next week. That's already next week. No, it's not. That's two weeks from now. Two weeks. Yeah. Against next BGK. week is Halloween. Right. Thank yeah. you. 
Uh, November 2nd, I still can't announce it yet, but we got something big cooking. And I want to shout someone out just as I checked my phone. I want to shout out Brian again for that wonderful trivia. Thank you. There's a guy, that's unbelievable. There's a guy who donated $2,000 to me, to Rachel's Raiders. Then he donated 1500 and something or some odd dollars separately to get me to 30000 Wow. And to get me to, oh my God, to get me to 40, th- or to get our team to 40000 Nick Gould just gave me another grand. Whoa. <laughs> gave you, Jesse, $458.30 and gave you, Adam, $458.30 to get wow. to get us to $40,000. So we have 10 grand to go. Nick, 10 grand you. to go, oh Rachel's That's Raiders. unbelievable. Let's go. Wow. wow. That's just unbelievable. Okay, uh, well, listen. Thank you. Wow. wow. Thank you. Nick Gould. Nick Gould. Heart of Gould. That is ridiculous. <laughs> Don't say that. I didn't. That was the one who came <laughs> See, up with See, I'm it. sure he's not the first person who's <laughs> said that to him, though. Yeah. He's, Heart of Gould. Sorry, it's almost Halloween. Nick Gould. <laughs> <laughs> That's better. I like that one. All right, we'll see you guys on Sunday. Thanks so much for listening. We love you. Like if you can. Like if you like. You really like it. Subscribe. Not so easy, is it? Tell all your friends. And then, can we start? Can we end how we started? Which is. Ah! (laughs) The Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness. Connection complete.